Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello everyone and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how educating them positively can impact their entire life as well as society. Each week we're having conversations with guests on different themes and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view and learn in a non-judgmental way. Today we're welcoming Nora, who runs Envolve Wellness a non-profit social enterprise that delivers exercise programs designed for people living with long-term health conditions, disabilities or additional needs. It's so nice to hear how the sessions can do wonders on such a large range of people with disabilities, whether they're diagnosed or not. The best way to support this podcast is to subscribe if you haven't already and write a review if you're listening from Apple Podcasts. But without further ado, let's begin. Hi Nora, how are you? Hi Julie, I'm all right, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you so much for joining today. Oh. Could you please introduce yourself? <laughs> thank you for having me. So my name's Nora. I'm a fitness instructor specialising uh, in working with people with disabilities. That's in short. <laughs> That's me as, as a whole. <laughs> nice. So what brought you to actually do that? Is it something that you've always wanted to do? I have always wanted to help people and that's that's all that's all I wanted to do since I was a child. What made me to go into doing more study and developing more skills into disability areas is from my living experience. So I have I'm a carer, I care for two people at home and also used to work with the disability charities. I really enjoy that side from empowerment that by working with them, seeing them happy and lighten up. And I always I always enjoy fitness side of it. So um I trained up to become an instructor some years ago and then I decided to marry the two concepts together. I want to be niche and I want to I want to help the community working for those people who need guidance and advice to become more active. Mm, that's nice. And so what kind of people do you help on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, it actually could be anything that any sort of disabilities, whether with a diagnosis or not. I actually, I am known as, as a lady who does box exercise for people with autism. 
Now that was because back in 2016, I started a community project in my local area. It's called Boxercise for People with Disabilities and it's autism friendly. And that's what started me off back in, back in then. And I started to do a Boxercise and was starting to do other activities, could be any other fitness genre for people with disability, learning disability, people with dyspraxia, dyslexia, various conditions, you know, I get them all through work through the door. In the meantime, I start to take on some more work with people at an older age. I'm talking about over 50s. They don't necessarily have disabilities, but they, they, they have movement disorders. Most of them diagnosed with Parkinson's, other people who diagnosed with Alzheimer's, MS, with other things. I was asked to deliver sessions specific for those conditions to help move better and to feel better and learn the skills to become more independent. So that gave me lots of opportunities to work with more and more people with certain barriers, could be moving barriers, could be mental health barriers. Yeah, so I now have, um, I now have a not-for-profit um, social enterprise company called Involve Wellness, which is, is a company set around this concept of inclusion and provide uh, specialised exercise interventions to help people get moving and, uh, and improve their physical and mental health well-being. Okay, so in any condition, you've found that moving is helping health, whether it's physical or mental. And so how does it work? Do you actually mix people from different, who have different conditions together? Or do you have groups? How does it work? Yeah, I have uh, some projects that set up for um, kind of small umbrella term of, of conditions. So if you say autism, and autism is a, a very broad spectrum. And under autism, there are different diagnoses. But as, that's, as that project specifically, we welcome everybody who on that spectrum to come and join us. And everybody join us before they came into the session. They all kind of talk to me on the phone. So we get a little bit more understanding. Same with, with elder generations, whether they have Parkinson's or not. Most of the cases, I've been asked to deliver sessions for those specific groups. So it could be a Parkinson group, it could be a dementia group, or you could be a mix. So what determines a type of exercise is done by deeper discussions with these people to find out exactly what they need, how much timeline they have, and communicate with, communicate with them about what I think is the best uh, exercise for them to do, to just help help them reduce that anxiety so no matter what age of the person and what diagnosed that person is those deeper discussion that will make them walk through the door to come to exercise sessions because exercise does help to improve overall well-being but for a lot of people they it's a process to get there and that can take various amounts of time to get there and that needs a lot of personal touch <laughs> and that's what I'm doing with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's nice. So just to recap, you're the one really like planning the sessions to know exactly what this group of people can do. So you don't necessarily get a specific training for a specific group of people. 
you kind of like have to figure out what are the boundaries, what they could work on. Is that right? I do have to upskill and study and research. Okay. As the years goes by, I go, yeah, I do go to development. Uh, I do pay for more diploma, do, do more CPDs to upskills. Nice. Um, because as the person get, uh, gets older, no matter what age they are at, start with me. As they get older, the, the condition change and they can affect person's personality and behavior in a different way. So it's very, very important every year we go to upskills workshop and read more research on those journals you can i can just do that at home and those information happens all year round to help us but yes we do we do have to to keep up our skill sets because our clientele are classed as high risk yeah no it totally makes sense because also like each year we find out more about you know different conditions and what works so yeah. i think it's great and also it must be interesting for you to just keep learning all the time i keep learning i love it <laughs> i love it and i have a living experience as a carer so i understand that struggle behind the scene you know back in the door you know back in your home you have certain struggles you have a process to get this person outside the door, to go to wherever that person wants to go. I've got that understanding and it's very important. That element is very, very important. It cannot be imagined. So I'm privileged to have that personal experience and I had, I'm privileged to have some opportunities in the past few years to kind of develop and implement all these specific interventions. So it's, I'm having a lot of fun. We do have fun <laughs> in session. Yes, I bet. And so you mentioned boxing. Box aside. Uh, so yes, why boxing in particular? Why, what is it about boxing that works with these groups? Uh, box aside, I don't remember exactly why at the beginning. I think I was doing box aside anyway. I was teaching box aside in the community hall to people. Those, those, are, those are generic people. They don't have anything. And I love it. I love the exercise. I love the variety. And there's no need to use music if I don't want to. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And also, obviously, I can't show you here, but on the, on the boxing pads, there's a focus. There's a dot on the pads. And that is very important. You serve as a visual prompt. Uh, it's almost like a traffic light. So when people see it and they will go for it, when will you tell them you go, you're looking for that focus? So it's a very, very easy and direct prompt for people to initiate an action and that's what i like about it it's very easy it's on there it's on your on your hand yeah so i tried it i wasn't sure why the box society was suitable to start with obviously with time and effort and more research and more development you, you just get into to the flow and everything falls into places i know so obviously the more i do it the better i know how to adapt and it's a very very safe exercise to do so the box size we do is very adapted <laughs> i had to make sure it's adapted it does not mean it's easy for the people i work with it just means adapted so it's, it's suitably challenged for their levels and it's just brilliant so over the, over the past few years I, I just see more and more outcome for people who are sticking with the boxing activities getting stronger and more confident and i do that with people with parkinson's 
as well. So it's a it's the same outcome coming out of all this consistent participation. Yeah, that's very true. I think boxing, you know, like you can be in the same room as so many people and they all have different levels, but it doesn't really matter. You just go at your own pace. So I think it's very nice. Yeah. And also, yeah, that confidence because, I mean, not so much with COVID, but I, th I guess like before, you know, you're kind of close to each other as well. So I think maybe for some people, it's also a challenge and uh, little by little, it gets better. Yeah, I, I, I felt this a very, very convenient tool and it works in partnership without even talking about it so mm -hmm. you don't have to introduce each other you probably just by a nod and eye contact and then you just direct people onto the focus pad so yeah a lot of my clients have speech impediments so they, they struggle to speak anyway but they don't need to because they know what they should do they just get that visual prompt by working in partners sometimes two to three partners together you just get that collaboration and social skills for a lot of people so that they know they are not there alone, they, they will always have a partner. So that's a very, very important as well. So yeah, so I started everything from the boxer size and with Parkinson's actually, with the boxer size with Parkinson's, it's, it's, a, it's fairly recent, it's only from last year. But prior to that, I was doing dance, dance for Parkinson's. So that was we music with the rhythm and beat and the melody and obviously lots of meaningful movement that tries to describe people's moods and their life experience. I was using all that other techniques to help people to move by doing dance and music. I equally enjoy that very, very much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. So boxing, dance, anything else? Is it like... Anything, it's just uh, um, general exercises. So we got people not into dance. We, got, we don't have boxing gloves, all that stuff. So we said we can just do generic exercise and that will determine what type of exercise. When I talk to you a little bit more about your needs, if it's a group of people, then I need to definitely need to get an understanding about what everyone is, where, where their fitness level, and then I will decide. Some people will prefer seated. Some people, people will prefer standing, but with a support of a chair or, or a kitchen counter they wanted they wanted support but be on their feet so everything has to be measured to make sure they get the most out of it so when i say generic exercise what that means the theme can be flexible so they can do they can be doing some sort of dance it could be based on the theme they could be based on their certain song of choice or bar ballet theme it could be a relaxation stretch theme for them like a few days ago it was quite hot and we have a session about four o'clock in the afternoon it's fairly hot so we kind of adapt our routines we have to adapt our routines with the, with the temperature with the, at the back of our heads and not to go too hot and focusing on different elements of the body movement to make sure people still still um, what you call exert that energy to boost their cardiovascular ability and strength ability and without getting them dehydrating so it's everything has to be well thought of but yeah you can ask you can ask me to teach anything i don't teach cycling i don't teach swimming i pretty much teach everything else <laughs> <laughs> wow that's impressive and so who are your clients who is directly reaching out to you is it hospitals 
or schools or you know what who's reaching out to you yeah so they are either the parents of the children who have certain diagnosis of disabilities or um, or the carers of a certain person so yeah even generic term will be the per the person who does most of the care jobs we get referrals from gps we get referral from physiotherapy we get referral from children's trust and other organizations we get sometimes we get asked to deliver session for people with hearing impairments or visual impairment so yeah so it could be individual family or you could be activity coordinator to, that they already have a group that need need of exercise support so yeah so it just depends depends whether it's a specific workshop for a group that's established or an individual person who wanted to reach out to some activities for the project i set up in the community to act for people in the community to to access they don't need referral <laughs> nice okay so we'll definitely leave your website in the description box so that if anyone is interested they can just click and check out your work uh, but so what is your really like the favorite thing about your job right now my favorite thing is the miracle of getting people to move is a miracle of the movement happened and is is a one of the best feeling and I I'm not even say is 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 my doing I don't think it's down to me I think it's effort is it's gone way beyond it's lots of uh, effort from mutual parties sometimes three or four people to get the movement happening but it's that moment of starting to move also starting to come out of their comfort zone sometimes movement doesn't happen but the comfort zone the, the behavior happens in the head and we can see that we can see that for uh, especially elders that when they express their achievement with a smile when they express their achievement with a hand gesture we know it's happening we are on the right track so that's what i love the most and then we progress from there so it's the outcome of person's determination and consistently attending our session is means the world to us yeah no i can imagine how rewarding that must feel and also i guess you know some people might be sort of you know like resistant or not really involved and then one day for some reason they just start to do it and yes i don't know yes they just start to get involved that's it it's a lot of lot of time a session the person come to a session and it's probably nothing happens there at the first and two or three session probably the person might be just sit there and watch or listen or just be curious about it and then gradually that, that would develop a small amount of movement it could be a fingertip it could be a toe it could be a knee it could be a tap it could be a shoulder lift but the consistency is very very important so a few weeks down the line you will see more visible movement you will see more and i've seen it so many times from people at all age not necessarily elders people think it's just older people actually no <laughs> a lot of young people who couldn't move or refuse to or been scared to or lacking confidence they will come in the session and they will just sit and then by attending weekly you can see they start to ask for things they say can i nora can i have that ball 
Nora, can I just can I just smell that glove? Nora, can I just whatever you know? Can I just stand up and sit down? Can I just go out for a little uh, fresh air and coming back in the classroom? So you start to happen, and you just take time. But I know I have every faith in consistency. No matter what frequency that is, it could be every week, it could be once. Uh, you could be fortnightly, once every three times, as long as you have a consistency there, and then the the all the input won't won't really go wasted. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's very gradual, and so it just made me think: Are you alone when you run your sessions, or do you have help? <laughs> Most of the time, I am alone. We get helpers volunteers uh, if it's a, it's a ch- if it's a charity contract they they already have their own volunteers taking register all that stuff but most of the time i am alone in my community classes i do often get volunteer help and that has been a great experience so that hasn't been that long it's only been about a year or two i get volunteers come in to help set up the room welcoming people sometimes to give them that extra extra assurance when when they're feeling wobbly sometimes it's bringing them things or explain i need to demonstrate some drills and then i need a partner (laughs) so i ask volunteers to facilitate that so we often get asked to present in event big massive festival events or summer fair then volunteer will be involved in that aspect of it and that is a different type of uh, different type of work and different type of social interaction and it's it's been a great fun so i'm very grateful i have a very small team of volunteer now they they support me online so they are a lot younger than me so they're more savvy on social media (laughs) they're more cleverer (laughs) so they support me in that aspect of helping helping the activity staying visible online so there's always things that worth learning i'm still learning and so today they grow with me so it's been great Mm, that sounds good and so yeah no how big are the groups usually how many people at once um the busiest i do cap the numbers the busiest of the boxer size group i got up to 19 people (gasps) and that was a little bit a little bit beyond i thought that's it i'm not going anymore it's not actually i can't manage them i can do it's all done i've done this weeks after weeks after weeks (laughs) it's also it's it's the amount of equipment i had to carry and because everyone have different size of hand (laughs) i had to make sure i had to make sure i picked the right equipment for their hand and right colors as well some people don't prefer blue they they prefer yellow Mm. Uh, to always swapping i swap i got loads of equipment so i need to swap them and put them in the right bag (laughs) and i carry them (laughs) i do get 18 19 that is my own session i in the past the dance session i got as many as 80 people in the morning so that's eight zero that's two classes so each class will have 40 people <laughs> so that's that's so that that is a lot, but because yes. I have a mic, so my voice are um are louder and projecting, so everyone can hear. We'll make sure everyone's doing it safely, yeah, uh, enjoying and getting the best of exercise. Yes, and so yeah, you know you must be very busy. <laughs> but so how did COVID 
impact your job? How is it different now? Impact massively. <laughs> like it happened to many business. I firstly that I was I was confused. I was lost. I don't know what to do. I don't know whether I should carry on continue. We rely heavily on partnership. We rely heavily with our equipment. So obviously all of a sudden I can't do any box exercise. We can't share equipment. We can't even be in the same room. So that went. I stopped doing the box aside for about oh, seven weeks until June. I decided to pick it up again. So literally, I go into my own Facebook group. I start to do a demonstration without the equipment. A little bit similar to shadow boxing, but again, it's very adapted for people who's watching. My audience are not mainstream people. They find access to my movement and to my cueing. So I was doing that. I was trialing that. And I realized I can still deliver a box site session without equipment. And what's more good news that they don't have to be in the same room. So minimum amount of risk. I engage more people outside my local area. So the, the Birmingham, which is the city next to me, is a massive place. And a lot of time people ask me to deliver a session to somewhere really far I couldn't get to. Now they can engage with me online. So we now have weekly box exercise sessions. Again, we're not going to get up to 19. I need to keep uh, count the number at a reasonable time. We've been doing holiday sessions. And now it's about three weeks since school starts now. Three and, and a half weeks. So I think by this time, the school will be kind of settled. People will settle in the new routine and work. We actually restarted picking this back up from tomorrow. So I'm really, really excited. My other side of exercises, I've converted my senior clients, uh, some of them anyway, not all of them. I converted the senior clients online since the beginning of lockdown. Wow. So I've been delivering weekly pre-recorded video to them. So they pay a very affordable subscription cost. And we have just done a full six months of the subscriptions. So it must have been about 100 videos now because I run two groups. One is for standing, one is for seated. So I've been doing that about, I give them about two to three videos per week. Wow. <laughs> I did film it. Yes. So that one has been going for about six months and still ongoing. It is there to stay, to engage people who I can't physically reach them, and, but we can benefit them. So although now I can't, I personally won't go back into the community for another few weeks. Uh, we're going to resume our weekly session on Zoom. So that will be a live session on Zoom with me. So again, anybody can join really. If you feel like you need a bit of guidance on starting to exercise, but you don't want to go mad, you want something who has experience to give you the right advice, to really take an interest about the requirement. Now they can come live to not only to exercise with me, to ask questions in real time. So it's just caging for different people, really. Mm -hmm. Some of my senior clients just cannot get around. They cannot get around using the Facebook or, you know, the Zoom. Yes. So they will, they will prefer to use YouTube. So I will do whatever I do. I film it and I send the link to them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just finding a different way to connect and communicating with people. Yeah, it's hard, but we're getting better at it. Yes, I can really imagine how at the beginning of lockdown, it was really challenging. And yeah, as you said, I think some of your patients 
it's not the like best way to connect with them because I'm thinking also you know even autism things like that I'm guessing some people could have a, an issue with that but then everybody kind of like gets used to that yes and then it's also becoming an opportunity because you get to help more people yeah uh, in the country yeah so yeah it's a it's a real shift for you as well <laughs> uh, but yeah I guess it's uh, it's interesting to see how we are able to adapt and find yes. solution and yes. keep going I think it's quite inspiring. yes it does take a lot of effort and trial and error last six months has not been easy for us And obviously a lot of my volunteers has gone off to do other things, but I do have a very few still supporting us to stay visible on the social media side. And we do understand that um, the online delivery is not for everyone. Not everyone can get on with all this uh, Zoom, uh, Facebook Live. They can't always get on with it. So we just have to accept it and find a different way to communicate them and keep on pushing the stuff that is done successfully and just encourage more people, encourage more people to get involved with us. They don't have to do the session if they don't want to, if they just want to ask questions mm. uh, on the phone or message me or text. We are always here to support and one time is right we'll return back in the community but we're keeping the online going again because of our right now as we speak we have people so far away from me could not possibly attend the physical session so we'll be keeping the online going um at the same time as in person we stream live and uh, same as the subscription some people just cannot get on with a subscription because they just don't want to they want to do they want to do live session and pay as you go which is fine. So we, we have a different package for different people. Yeah, and it's adaptable. I think everyone has been becoming more open-minded, becoming more flexible to the way we tweak, to the way we change, you know, after the initial shock and the initial uh, struggle with the mental health, the physical health. A lot of people have kind of gone over the worst and they're just looking at the positive and what could be the way forward because eventually we will come out don't we <laughs> we will return to normal <laughs> let's um let's hope so <laughs> but yeah i think uh, everyone really became more understanding i guess this is something yeah um, that really happened and I wanted to ask you, is there any like success story that you would like to share? Something that marked you with one of your, your participants? Success story, one of them, there are many, but on top of my head, the one I remembered is I managed to, he was one of my Parkinson clients and he suddenly was able to stand up and he hadn't done that for eight years. So he was in the wheelchair. He came in the wheelchair into the session. Eight years. Eight years. That's what, what I've been told wow. for people who knew him well. And I think I was delivering class then. I was doing it about a year or so at that point. And he's been taken to the session. So he's always there every week. And, you know, he could talk and stuff. And we joke. And one of the days I was doing the sit to stand exercise. I suddenly found him standing there. <laughs> My jaw just dropped to the floor. It is amazing. It's, it's amazing. I, you know, I'm beyond uh, happy for, for him. So, yeah, that's just one of the things I can remember. That must have been very emotional. It was emotional. 
Yeah,、mm. it was very emotional. And I think other memory is people who refused to 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 talk to me, who refused to make eye contact with me. But in my environment, but they are in my session, but they will refuse to do that. And all of a sudden, they changed. There is a shift in their attitude and in their mindset about certain activity that's happening in the in the community hall, and they started to do it. They started to kind of participate in the box exercise, for example. So it's a real shift. What else? I think I've done I've done quite a lot of events as well, and a lot of things happen. At the event, so yeah, so people never envisage a person with a hearing impairment that they could do boxing, they could do box exercise. Usually, it's the parents or the carers who underestimate the person's ability.、Hmm. When they came to me, I don't have any no knowledge about their background. I test, I look at the person, I listen to what's been described, I work around, I find different drills, I use different equipment, I make eye contact. And I talk to the person, like it's the same level as me, and then I just try different things, and it's happened.、Um, usually, that leave leave people with a lot of surprise, and they come and will be like, never ever imagined that would happen.、Mm. So that is a pretty kind of, you know, it's it's a not not just rewarding; it's very empowering for the person who, yeah, for my participants, it's empowering moment. Those moments don't come often. Yeah, and then it comes with time and <laughs> an effort. I can imagine. Yeah, and so yeah. By the way, how long do you usually have sessions with a participant for? Is it like one year or? I mean, I, I I guess it depends. I guess some people come to one session and it's maybe not for them, or some people have been with you since the beginning.、Um, yeah, yeah. That's a very good questions. Again, as you said, you already said it depends. Depends on the person. Some people might be just try once, and decide right then no, not for them, so they might not come. Some people will come weekly. So usually the sessions are weekly. You have to do it weekly to see the result. Some people do it weekly and get on really well. They continue to return, and they probably will stay with me usually quite long term. Usually quite long term, and then they have a little break. Due to whatever reason at home, we don't know people's circumstances at home, and their struggles. You know, anxiety. Sometimes it's a care support. They stop, and then they return afterwards. So it's it's very common that people come with me for a certain time, and then they stop and they come back again. But we do have a lot of a participant been with me for the past three four years. Wow, and you know they they believed they've been benefited from from the exercise and all the support around it. Not just exercise; sometimes the words of encouragement, confidence, some boost, and that feeling less lonely. So they will keep coming back to the circle.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes these people that they come once and they don't like it, and they go back, and then about a few months later they thought about it again. They come again. <laughs> they try it again. So. The first session is always, no matter what you teach, no matter the person. First session is the most difficult one, is the most wobbly one, and especially if you're new. Even though you know somebody you know will be there in the session, but if it's your first time, it's a new experience. The first session is always the most wobbly one. People will have lots of doubts in their head. People will feeling nervous, and that feeling can be overwhelming and affects one's 
behavior and mental capacity to handle the movement, handle the difficulty. Sometimes they might not accept that things need to be tried a few times. Um, but we always talk about that with before they, before they come to session, there's always a conversation happening beforehand. We make sure this is what usually happens, but please let's do some work on that before they come. So you come in with a positive attitude and you can see come in, everyone's very friendly. Nor is okay, nor is not scary. Even though online, you know, online is almost the same. So either when you're at home, it's a massive, massive anxiety barrier reduce. You're at home and you can do exercise without the anxiety of mixing with other people. Mm, and even getting out of the house, because I think, you know, for some people, it is a, like a big step, like to begin with. For my clients, 95% people have that barriers. Mm. So that's, that's one of the main things we work on. It's not, it's not the magic of exercise. It's actually the, man, it's the mental preparation, it's the mindset. It's the mindset of helping them feel comfortable everything about this new thing, whether it's online or not. Just not long ago, about four weeks ago, I had an outdoor session. The person who attended is an adult age, and I have been trying to get him to go online throughout the whole summer holiday. He's a very adamant, no, 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 definitely not, definitely not. You will not just no, you will not do it. Okay, that's fine. But outdoor session, you can see me. Would you be interested? Oh yes, yes. So he came. He did a session with me. He loved it. He said, "I joined you online." <laughs> so the anxiety suddenly diminished. That's true. Just by that extra step of seeing me. So I'm really, really happy. I'm really happy. Yes, you can be. Yeah, take time a different way of getting through them. <laughs> Yes, I can imagine. And so what's the advice that you would like to share? Oh, I will offer people advice. I just give you my own reflection. I hope you will find it helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, the first and foremost is no one size fits all. That is so important. There's no one size fits all. Even though you have the same diagnosis, the behavior will be different. Even though I'm doing the same thing with other people, doesn't mean I'm doing the same with you. So personalization is quite important to us, and that's what we specialize in as a company. We have a we do box society as a theme, but each individual has to be adapted specifically to make sure it's the right thing for you. Same with the dance or, or other exercise. There's no one size fits all. That's the first. And secondly is Exercise is not the only answer. It's the confidence we're working towards too. It's, it's that we built. We build confidence. We had to start somewhere, finding out what is the barrier, what is the mental barrier, anxiety barrier. We talked a lot, a lot about anxiety, so that remains as a priority. We need to understand that for the time being, what could be the anxiety barrier, and we work on the confidence level. A third thing would be things take time and things grow. People who came to my sessions four or five years ago, the session will be different now. <laughs> you look different now because we have just had so many years of development and different way of doing things. And we are more experienced in that. We still continue learning. So things always grow. Same with the person that, that you're looking at helping. They probably not able to do that before. Now you can think about encouraging that person to participate or do whatever you want to do try new things 
So that brings me to the fourth one. Always try. <laughs> mm. Always try. Please be consistent. And that's, that's where you get the outcome. Try new things and be consistent at that thing. And effort is mutual. Yeah, yeah. this is beautiful. <laughs> A lot of valuable advice, really. Um, so I'm going to meditate on that because I think it could be used on on so many different <laughs> occasions actually not just what you do but actually in positive education in general so thank you for that and thank you for joining us today it was a pleasure to have you thank you for having me Julie thank you everyone thank you so much for listening feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcast and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.